Welcome to Blueprint of Faith. My name is Ken Primus. I am your host on this journey into the Word of God, which is also called the Word of Faith. I've been a teacher of the Word for over 30 years. I was a pastor of Abundant Grace Ministries, and now I travel the world teaching the Word of God. According to the Word, without faith, it's impossible to please God. By faith, we understand. The Bible also goes on to say that the just shall live by faith, for we walk by faith and not by sight. By faith, we believe that the universe was made. We are justified by faith. Fight the good fight of faith. At this podcast, we're going to talk about what really is faith, how we get it, how do we develop it, how to use it, so that we can receive the 8,810 promises of God, 7,487 of them being promises made by God to His beloved man. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, owner and user of Mint Mobile, with a special holiday message. If you sign up now for three months, you get three months free on every one of our plans, even unlimited. Now, I realize this is more of a holiday offer than it is a holiday message. But if you read between the lines, you can see a message in there. It says we love you. Visit mintmobile.com slash switch for the offer. Limited time, new customer offer. Activate within 45 days. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. Unlimited customers using more than 40 gigabytes per month will experience lower speeds. Video streams at 480p. See mintmobile.com for details. Grace and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through the knowledge of Him. We have been reading that scripture for a long time. It's actually found in Second Peter chapter 1, verses 2. And we have been... I read these things to you guys to introduce you to the Word of God. I love the Word of God and what God has done for us on our behalf. Uh, the last study that we looked at, we looked at the poor and what we uh, are doing to the poor. And um, it is very important as to how we treat the poor. And I told you guys that a nation is judged by how they treat the poor. And um, if we look at our current state that we are in and politically, we will understand that we are in a world of trouble. We know that we have a particular group of people that is a part of a political party that feel that they are God's representative on this planet Earth. And uh, as God's rep representative, they are on the path, if you will, to clean up America, make America Christian, if you will and not understanding anything about America. Because if you look at um, the, uh, the founding fathers that um, founded America that wrote the independent, you will see that those guys, um, if you quote many of them, they have nothing to do with um, Christianity and so forth. Um, I'll give an example. Thomas Jefferson, Christianity neither is nor ever was a part of the common law. Christianity is the most perverted system that ever sh shown on man. This is Thomas Jefferson. Uh, religion are likewise founded upon fables and mythology. The government of the United States of America is not in any sense founded on the Christian religion. The United States is not a Christian nation. 
any more than it is a Jewish or a Mohammedan nation. That was spoken of by John Adams. So these guys that are calling themselves Christian nationalists, and they are the champions, they choose to be the champions of God uh, because they're saying so, and they're saying so by what they're doing pro-life. Pro-life did not become pro-life until Jerry Fordwell and those guys back in the day that made this thing pro-life. And uh, this lie that they have put together, because again, when you look at Constantine and how he put together the church to, um, when they married each other, became symbiotic in that time, uh, we see that it is the same today, all based on a lie. These people are not Christians because watch how they treat the poor. And we see that one particular party, I am, I'm an independent, I am not a Democrat nor a Republican. I actually came out of the Republican Party. And this party that is before us is not a Republican Party. It is the true nature of what the Republican Party has always been, actually, to be honest with you. Um, it is a fascist party. They've always been leaning towards it, but it's been slowly creeping up and it is now full-blown fascism. And this is the group of people that are claiming to be um, defenders of Jesus Christ. And they are preaching everything that are, are going against everything about Jesus. And so my title for today is um, uh, uh, that I want to talk about uh, for this particular podcast is having the mind of Christ. And let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. One of the most funny things that I've heard these people always say to me, and when I actually hear it, it, it cringes my spirit. Uh, what would Jesus do? What would Jesus do when they're about to do something evil? Um, especially to immigrants and so forth. If you look at the Word of God, you will see that Jesus Christ also was an immigrant. And the Bible is very, tells, uh, tells the people of God to be respectful and treat them like family because Jesus Christ was an immigrant. And so, uh, that's why I always, uh, uh kind of differentiate the Jesus of the white nationalist church and the Jesus of Eastern Christianity. There are two different types of Jesus. Uh, the Jesus within, um, Western Christianity was one for the party to slavery because that white Jesus was founded in every single, every religion is founded at, um, at one of those ports where they, uh, house black people in cages, uh, creation of God in cages, uh, to ship them to be sold as slaves. And so, uh, it was sanctioned there, it was pray, they were praying God that he would have a, um, a nice voyage taking the black brothers and sisters to, to be sold as slaves. So we know that they sanctioned this type of thing. But we also know that their behavior against the poor is not something new. And the Bible is very, uh, um, let me take from you guys an, an excerpt from, uh, this book that I'm reading, uh, uh for another podcast. And I want to show you something about one particular man uh, that is mentioned, Zebulun. We have known about Zebulun from, uh, the, uh, from the Bible. Uh, he's one of the sons of Jacob. And so I want to read something for you just to show you about the poor. But my topic is not the poor because I want to still show you that the poor is vital. How we treat a, the poor determines how the, what the, the nation looks like. Um, and so we see that this man, let me give you an example, an excerpt from his life. 
Um, and he's at the end of his life, and he's telling his kids about his life and what he has done. He says, out of pity, I would share my hole, and he's talking about fishing, with the poor stranger. And if he was sick or well in years, if he's sick and if he's old, I will prepare a savory dish for him. I will give unto uh, each uh, according to his need, sympathizing with him in his distress and having pity upon him. Therefore, the Lord brought numerous fish to my net, for he that give ought to his neighbor receive it back from the Lord with great increase. So it is very important how we treat the poor, because I'm telling you, we are watching the madness that is being seen in America because of how we are treating God's poor people. Because it says, if you give to them, you are giving to me. So then, if that relationship is that close, then if we abuse the poor, we are abusing God. So I want to be very clear about that. Those that are calling themselves Christians and are fighting for Christian and, and life and all these things do not believe in life. They do not believe in life. Everything that they do showed you and I that they do not believe in life. And you need to step out of that. So now let's take a look at we have this mind of Christ. The Bible says we ought to have the mind of Christ if the mind of Christ be in you. So when we have that uh, series of, of uh, uh, words lining up, in, in succession, we then have to look at Jesus' life to see what type of mind did he have. What was his relationship to himself? What his relationship to his, his uh, surroundings, the people that surrounded him, and all of those things. So we have to investigate um, Jesus Christ to see then what he is about and um, what type of mind that he had. And the Bible tells us that he had this particular mind, that he didn't count it uh, uh, something to brag about, being equal with God. And he put that aside so that he can come and identify with us, mankind. So we know that that mind, to do something like that, is <laughs> um, how many of us can have that mind? where we are able to put someone else's need way above us. And if we are Christians, we are called, we are demanded to do that, to love your neighbor as you love yourself. So this mind of Christ, you know, uh, we need to see what that is because the Bible tells us that uh, uh, he put aside all of that uh, uh, power and glory to come to you, uh, to come and die for us. To, he came and be, became sin, the scripture tells us, on our behalf. Um, you know, it tells us that, uh, but we see Jesus who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death. The purpose of him becoming a man is for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor that he by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. And the Bible tells us that that was his purpose when he landed on this earth. And so you and I have to have this same mind, uh, because it's telling us uh, that we ought to have this mind. Let this mind be in you. So then it is a choice, which was also in Christ Jesus, or the Messiah Jesus. That mind, let's take a look at it. He is before his disciples, and he begins to wash their feet. Now, 
I want you to think about that for a minute. Let's let's uh, let's let's see who Jesus was, because I think we sometimes, you know, we just glance over the fact uh, of who he was. Um, the Bible tells us, "Has in these last days spoken to us," and I'm in Hebrews chapter one, uh, whom he has appointed heirs of all things, by whom also he made the world. So Jesus Christ made the worlds, all of them, all of them, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power. Jesus Christ, everything is held up by the word of his power. When he by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of majesty on high. And so this Jesus Christ is the same Jesus Christ that made all things. And the Bible tells us that uh, uh, God has put everything under his feet. And uh, uh, we know that Jesus Christ, he created every single thing. And he bowed his knees and washed his disciples' feet. Humility, we are called to let this mind also be in you. It tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, 6 and 4, Who has known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ, the born-again believer, the ones that are uh, this new creature that has been created um, through Jesus Christ being the firstborn of this new creation. those guys, but we have the mind of Christ. We don't know what we're going to look like, what our material of our body is going to be like until we see Jesus Christ. Then it tells us that the constitution of my body, the material of my body is going to change and I am going to have a new um, body that resembles the same material as Jesus Christ, which gives me the uh the uh, ability to be uh, traveling from all over in my body form. And Romans chapter 12, verses 2, And be not conformed by this world, but be transformed by what? The renewing of your mind, your soul, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God the Father. So what is the perfect will, that good, acceptable of God the Father? To renew your mind to be, let this mind be in you, which was also in Jesus Christ. So if you are not allowing the word to come into your soul, your mind, and cleanse it and renew it so that it could come out of this pit that uh, we were in naturally, then we are called, and those that are loving God and in a loving relationship with God, who God is love, will then uh, be in the source of love, finding out what love is and how he loves us as nasty and evil as we are. He is able to love us regardless. You and I, just the same, is supposed to love our neighbor the exact same way. The gay neighbor, the black neighbor, the Jewish neighbor, the Greek neighbor, every other religion, the the Muslim neighbor, every single other neighbor, you and I are called to love regardless because if we are called and we are truly Christ-like, because that's what Christian means, to be Christ-like, when they call the disciples that in, in Antioch, they were referring to that they were Christ-like, they were acting 
like him. They were behaving as such. And so they were having that mind that Christ had. And people identify that and say, these people are Christians, Christ-like. The people today that are claiming to be Christ-like are full of hatred. They're causing division. These are the things God hates. I mean, just look in the Word of God. He cannot stand all of this false witnessing, lying, um, covetousness, uh, uh, just evil people to the core that are trying to hijack my Lord Jesus Christ and my Father and the Holy Spirit, um, my teacher and my deliverer. All of these guys are trying to, to hijack Jesus for their perversion. But the scripture tells us, you and I ought to have this like mind. This like mind, Jesus said, take care of the poor. The Bible tells us that Jesus Christ walked in compassion. And because he was compassionate, the Bible tells us, he was able to heal. He was able to cast out demons. He was able to raise the dead. He was able to do all kinds of things for people that were needy because of compassion. And we see this group of people that are claiming to be the standards of God Almighty have zero compassion. Listen to them talk. They talk about hatred. They talk about violence. They talk about everything that is contrary to the Word of God and the teaching of Jesus Christ and the mind of Christ, the Messiah. Jesus tells us that we ought to turn the other cheek. He tells us all of these principles that um, are contrary to the belief of the modern church. And as I've said to you guys, pretty pretty much all of them, 99% of the churches probably is preaching heresy. Because the Bible tells us that, and you see, and if you listen, you'll see that they're mixing all kinds of paganisms and uh, uh, all kinds of different things other than the gospel that is being preached in the Bible. And so the gospel that Jesus is talking about in let this mind be in you, when they say stuff about what will Jesus do, why don't you just pick up your Bible and read? But because you don't pick up your Bible and read, and you're just ignorant listening to other people tell you what they what they what Jesus said, and you don't have the, the guts enough to go in there and find it for yourself and prove them wrong because he says in the scriptures to test every single spirit. And that means every man and woman because the Bible teaches that we are spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. So he's telling you, go ahead, stop being lazy, pick up your Bible that you carry around with you every Sunday in church but never read, pick it up, go in there, there's concordance, Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, owner and user of Mint Mobile with a special holiday message. If you sign up now for three months, you get three months free on every one of our plans, even unlimited. Now, I realize this is more of a holiday offer than it is a holiday message. But if you read between the lines, you can see a message in there. It says we love you. Visit mintmobile.com slash switch for the offer. Limited time, new customer offer. Activate within 45 days. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. Unlimited customers using more than 40 gigabytes per month will experience lower speeds. Video streams at 480p. See mintmobile.com for details that you can look according to topics so that you can find it for yourself and not to be lazy to see if that's what Jesus is teaching. Because if you don't, the Bible says you will be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine that comes back and forth. And God is not interested in any of that. And so 
you and I are called to have the mind of Christ. And the Bible tells us that we have a sound mind. Jesus' mind is sound because we have the Holy Spirit in us, according to 2 Timothy 1.7. But God has not given to us the spirit of fear. That is the spirit that rules the kingdom of disobedience. It rules it. And if you look at the political uh, arena, one particular place, they love to use fear, fear of black people, fear of Jews, fear of, of uh, uh, foreigners, fear of this, fear of that, fear. They don't want people to vote. They don't want people to... Just a fearful group of people that does everything out of fear. But the Bible says God did not do that. God didn't give you that. So anytime you see those people coming at you, preaching all of that fear, know that that's not of God because it tells us God did not give us any of that. But it did say he gave us his spirit of power, the spirit of love. That's what, that's what you're looking for, that spirit of love and of a sound mind. When they are preaching heresy and myth, because the Bible says they will follow the lie, and it's very specific, and we see that the lie has caused much um, angst within uh, the world and in our society today. And so God has given us power, love, and of a sound mind. Now, when you see people start to do some things in, uh, uh, in love, you will always see power. And love in itself is power. When someone operates and moves within that space of love, it is one of the most powerful things that you and I can witness. And the Bible tells us that we have a sound mind. It tells us, let this mind be in you. Jesus Christ was humble. Jesus Christ gave up everything that he had to become a servant. Because he said, that's how you become great in the kingdom of God, that you serve. He gave up everything so that he can identify. He says, sell everything, toss it away, or follow me, and become fishes of men. One young man came to him, and Jesus, he says to Jesus, you know, I've done all that. Jesus kept saying, do this, do this. And he said, I've done all that. I've listened to all that. And Jesus went down. Jesus just, just looking at him. And Jesus went to the root of his problem. And he said to him, well, sell everything you own. And then come upon me. He said, uh-uh, I, that I can't do. That I can't do. And yet we see in the book of Acts, when people that were truly Christians were selling property to, to the church, giving to the church, selling property, giving the wealth to the church, and the church was sharing it, making sure that the widows and... Um, uh, the, the the women and all the needies, the poor, they were taken care of. But yet, out in the kingdom of darkness and the sons of disobedience, that boy said, "Ah, oh, no, I don't want anything to do with that. That's look, Jesus, everything is okay with me. I'm good." And um, uh, Jesus said, "It's it's easier for you know someone to go through the eye of a needle um, than you know the rich man, and so forth." And so, uh, but the eye of the needle also is not just the eye of the needle. It actually was a place in, in, at the time of, of Jesus Christ. But anyway, this mind, it tells us that we ought to have Jesus Christ was one of wisdom. The Bible tells us that he will give us wisdom. The Bible says that God has given to us all things, um, uh, pertaining to life and godliness. And so we know that we are commanded to have the mind of Christ. Let this mind be in you, Philippians 2, 5. 
which was also in Christ the Messiah. It is absolutely necessary that you and I have the mind of Christ. And it tells us to put it on. Um, and so if we are walking without that, and someone says something to us that doesn't, uh, doesn't, you know, that is sensitive, that hits a sensitive area, we are not going to respond with the love of Jesus Christ because we haven't put on the mind of Christ. And so when we put on the mind of Christ, when someone does something to us, the Bible says we are not going to look at that plank that is in our eyes, but uh, uh, we are going to be humble and that we are going to respond out of love because the purpose of responding out of love is so that we can win that person to our Father as He has loved us, so we have loved others. And God saw me in my nastiness, my, my evil attitude, my, 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 I mean, I was a mess guy. Um, anger, um, all kinds of stuff. I was in the space of disobedience and I was living from that place of disobedience and I was following all the rules and doing all the things, uh, that, um, the children of disobedience do. And I was a part of the Bible tells us, but, um, I am no longer there, and therefore I have the mind of Christ. Um, tells us in First Peter one thirteen. Therefore, preparing your mind for action and being sober-minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So we are called to have certain things. Second Timothy one seven. For God gave us a spirit not of fear but of power, love, and a sound mind, and that is also uh, self-control. So you and I need to be very mindful of uh, uh, what we think and how we think, and we ought to put on the mind of Christ in every situation. What does the mind of Christ look like? First is Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever is pure, whatsoever things are pure, Whatsoever things are honorable, whatsoever things is just, whatsoever things is lovely, whatsoever things is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praying, this is the kind of stuff that you should be thinking about. And so when you hear people thinking and talking and expressing hate, let them know that that is not Jesus Christ. But the Bible tells us that he does not preach hate. He does not preach hate. He said in his word, I came here not to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He didn't come here to condemn you and I. He came here to set us free. Let me show you what the mind of Christ is all about, you know, so that you can understand this. And so when you see these people, my grandma would say, when they lift up their skirt and show themselves, uh, I'm Guyana, Guyanese, and, and we're from Guyana and the West Indies. They have some really interesting uh, colonial sayings. And um, my grandma, I remember her saying, uh, when I was a young boy, look at her, she was lift up her skirt, and so she showed her nakedness, if you will. And we see that these people that are spewing garbage within the political arena, they have lift up their skirts, and so we're seeing what they look like. But here we go in Hebrews chapter 1, verses 6. And again, when he was uh, bringing the first begotten into the world, 
he said, and let all the angels of God worship him. And of the angels, he said, who maketh his angel spirit and his ministering flame, flame the fire? But unto the Son, he said, thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. Verse 9. Thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore, God, even thy God, has anointed you with oil of gladness above thy fellows. Jesus Christ, the mind of Jesus, thou hast loved righteousness and thou has hated iniquity, and because of that, God, even thy God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness. So, any of these children of the devil that are coming to tell you that they are um, God's mark peace and they don't love they don't love righteousness, and I mean it's right here. This is, it's telling us to have this mind of Christ, and so now we're taking a look and to see what what kind of mind did, did he have. He loved righteousness and hated iniquity. He hated anything that resembled hatred. He hated anything that resembled what they're doing. He hated lies. He hated um, bike uh, slander. He hates all of these things. And if you are party with that, you are not with Christ. And um, people need to call it out. And I get so disgusted when these men and women that are claiming to be Christians, these powerful, quote-unquote, ministries that are out there, none of them are coming up and standing and telling these people that that's not, Christ, that's not God. If you are not saying something, you are complicit, you are allowing it to, to, to happen. And because you're allowing it to happen, it's probably because that's what you think. And so if you think that way, you're not going to do anything. And so, but if you think differently, you would come up and stand up and be a, a mouthpiece for God and tell the people that that is against the teaching of our Lord Jesus Christ. That is against the teaching of faith. That is against the teaching of the church of God. And I am not hearing any of these church and these pastors that are calling themselves Christians and leaders of the movement of Christianity, standing up for Jesus and telling the people and relaying them and to let them know that these people, they're not right. Matthew 9, 4 tells us, that, but Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, why do you think evil in your heart? Those people have an evil heart because Jesus tells us this is the stuff that comes out out of the heart and begins to list all of this. And then when you lift that verses and those words to the behavior of these men and women that are calling themselves Christians, you then have a picture being painted by Jesus Christ himself as to who they truly are. And when you see that, the Bible says, do not be yoked with them. Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers, children of disobedience. For they have infiltrated the church, the scripture says. But Jesus said, it's okay. He says, if you keep my command, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept my Father's commandment, and I abide in His love. So Jesus is an example of walking in love. So then if they are doing things and walking in hatred, then we know who their Father is. And that's when we need to stand up, call them out for who they are, make the people aware of them, 
and see that all they are, Jesus says, you're going to know them by their fruit. So be very mindful of these folks because we are moving into treacherous times as we move forward. Because when Jesus was asked the questions by his disciples, what does the end of the age look like? Jesus now began to uh, give to him the picture, give to them the picture of what that looks like. And he said to them, it will have rumors of war, war, you're going to have nature revolting in different, in diver places and all kinds of places. You're going to have nation against nation. You're going to have all of these things. And as you begin to look deeper into those words that we're talking about, if he said to you that you're going to have nature is going to be revolt, you're going to have floodings, you're going to have all of these things, let me explain to you. Jesus didn't have the terminology back there as to global warming. Um, uh, you know, would you have accepted it if he had said, Global warming will happen in the end days. No, I don't think you would have uh, accepted it. Why? Because he told you to love your neighbors and you don't accept that. He told you to take care of the poor and you don't accept that. He told you to love all, pray for those that persecute you, all of these things and you don't accept that. So even if he had come out and said to you and used the terminology, there will be global warming in the, in the last days, um, you're going to have race riots, you're going to have uh, uh, politicians saying, to you that, you know, if he had come out and said that, you wouldn't have believed him either. But he did say that. And so he gave us a picture as to what it looks like. And so you and I are looking at it. It says nation against nation. That When you look down further, it says tribe against tribe. So it has the connotation that man will become more tribal in our thinking, in our approach to living and engaging with each other. We are looking at that in spades all day long. It tells us that we will have violence and we're looking at that in spades all day long. We're looking at wars and rumors of wars all day long. It says, as it was in the days of Noah, if you study the book of Enoch, it tells you exactly what it was like in the days of Noah. And so we have to call these people out. And I've been doing this series about false teachers and false prophets and false religion and all these things and why every other system under what Christ, uh, what God the Father, the plan of redemption has set up, every single religion is false. That does not deal with the issue of sin. Jesus Christ and the plan of redemption done and set up by God is the only thing in place to deal with it. There is nothing in any other religion in the world. And that is why Jesus can make uh, some, some, some statement that is very critical that he said. He says, no man comes to the Father but through me. You know, and, and you, you, why? Because he came and he died for us. He tasted death. He, he died for all mankind. It tells us that, um, he, uh, uh, you know, because he was he was crucified on our behalf, the price of it, the price that God demanded uh, that was needed to be bought to, to, to bring back his man was paid. And that price was only paid by one person on this planet. And that price was paid by Jesus Christ and no other person. And that is why he said that no man comes to the Father except through me. Listen to what he says, what the scripture says in Hebrews chapter 1. Who being the brightness of his glory 
and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power. When he had by himself, Jesus Christ, purged our sin, our sins, he sat down on the right hand of majesty on high. There is no other person on this existence, in this dimension, that did this except Jesus Christ. And it says that he purged our sin, and because he did that, he can say, no man comes to the Father but by me. You can't touch him. You can't come anywhere close. No matter what you do, what you dream of, how you come, you can only get there by faith. And the Bible says when we do that, we have access all the kingdom of God. And it says, for God has given to us all things pertaining to life and godliness. The Bible says that the just shall live by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. Thank you for coming to Blueprint of Faith. And remember, every child of God overcomes the world. For our faith is the victorious power that triumphs over the world. So be not weary, but imitate them who through faith and patience inherit the promises of God. Again, thank you for coming. Please subscribe. And if you can, support us financially. We deeply appreciate it. Until next time, invite your family, friends, neighbors, church, study group, and even people you don't like. You can hear us on Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Overcast, and many more.